not clapping. Uh, Hi. Welcome to <laughs> the first live streamed. Do we want to rerun that? Okay. Welcome, welcome back, and welcome to the first ever movie podcast. Yes. A new weekly tradition. And the, the first fools. ever Zoom podcast as well. So the first ever Zoom. Of, We're apart from each other, which is very sad. <laughs> lots of watching screens is going on in this podcast. It's true. Mm. Except for you, because you're listening. True. Very true. Mm. Okay, in usual cough style, we will be doing a game, then an educational, and then a game. Although it's not really educational this week, is it? It's Well, today. Yeah, it it's is. Nick picks a movie and talks about it. That's the is segment. what today is. Nick picks yeah, that's a the movie segment. and talks about it. We thought long and hard Nick. about that name. <laughs> Nick <laughs> Nick thought long and hard about the name Nick picks a movie and talks about it. <laughs> that's the title. That's that's the name of this. Uh, Excellent. The process behind the naming. <laughs> yeah. So, we're going to talk about a film which I love. One of my favorite movies of all time. Alana's seen it as well. We've both seen it. We watched it together. We did. Wow. We did. It was very fun. It's called, well, you know what? You'll find out. Number one, probably by the title of the episode. And number two, after we've played our first game, which is my game. And it's a BuzzFeed quiz because I'm inventive and original (laughs) and not out of ideas at all. Excellent. (laughs) And this quiz for our first game is called Only a True Movie Expert Can Pass This True or False Quiz. (gasps) And you're quizzing me? It's by Jamie Jones. I'm quizzing you. Excellent. Although we no, we'll quiz together. Because that I don't sounds know good. Because well, I would have gotten like okay. zero, so. Mm. Yeah. Well, well, together. We'll get like at we're least gonna one. We're going to get zero as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But at least we'll do it in unison, right? Okay. Gone with the Wind was the first movie to win the Oscar for Best Picture. True or false? True. I think false. <gasps> okay. Oh. We're we're oh. at an impasse already. Yeah. We'll go with you. True? I think so. That way I can lay blame if you're wrong. <laughs> ha! It was false. No! What was it? So, it had something, some award. It was Wings. Uh, Gone with the Wind won not ten years later. Oh, wow. Ten years after the first one. I didn't think it was the first one. But that's yeah. okay. The first ever Academy Award... No, the first ever Oscar for Best Picture went to Wings. Wings. In 1929. I've never heard so of that movie. Me neither, but... Wings movie. Oh, Apparently I forgot that my... The Oscars to... My laptop's in caps lock, and it's like, Wings movie! You, you oh, know, okay. earlier today... Earlier today, I, um, I, had, I had this little microphone sitting on my keyboard, and I was just doing some stuff. And it was actually holding down the control key, or the option key, one of them. <laughs> and... I don't know if you've held that down before and typed on a Mac, but it just types in symbols. (laughs) And I thought I was going crazy because I tried to look up some, like, some numbers. I tried to, like, do a a calculation in the Google search bar and it came up with, like, TM, 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 like, copyright symbol. And I was like, I typed 223. What's going on? (laughs) And 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 then I tried to type in, why is my keyboard typing symbols? And it was all just nonsense symbols instead of the letters. And I was like... 
Is my computer possessed? <laughs> is, and that I a, is that a search? Surely that's a search. That's hilarious. Why? What, oh, like... crap. So you have to hold down, I think, control. Control. Okay. Whatever, whichever one brings up symbols is the one that... I think it might be option. Yeah. Why? It could be. Is my keyboard... <laughs> Typing symbols. And I looked it up on my phone because I didn't know how to get my laptop to work. And it basically said to me, it basically said to me, you're an idiot. Check your keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) And I was an idiot. I've never been more disappointed that that question didn't come up because surely someone's been like, no. Well, I did it. Yeah, but surely someone's been like, maybe we're starting a trend. My laptop's typing symbols. I gotta mm, look it up, but yeah. I only have symbols. Yeah, I can only press these these buttons. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to the next question. In our movie quiz, because this is the movie episode, the movie episode with a segment very creatively titled "Nick talks about a movie he likes." Isn't it called Nick's La La Land to talk about a movie that he likes? Sorry. Wasn't it called Nick? chose a section to talk about a movie that he likes oh yeah no that's that's the name of the process behind the name <laughs> okay okay but the different. name itself is it's not that complicated Alana. keep going oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's only like 24 words there yeah it's it's like that's how many letters there are on the alphabet Go back it's pretty to, easy yeah that's more letters than you can have in scrabble episode one that Good was throwback. like mm, my best joke of all time <laughs> That was so funny. You were just like was so disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Okay. What? This one's about La La Land, which is a movie we both love. Okay. And have a, a very special connection to. La La Land was filmed entirely in Vancouver. True or false? I reckon that's false. I think it's true. <gasps> Once again, divided. <laughs> One of us is a fool, one is not. We're both fools. Yes. Um, I reckon it's true. I'm going to say true this time. It's false, you're right. Yes, one all. I thought it would... I thought, yeah. We both got one right, but neither of us got it right on the correct one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, so what does that filmed- mean? Like, I said the, for the first one, false, but it was false. But you, we picked true when you said true. Oh, yeah. For the first question. And yeah. then, so we, we've got, between us, we've got 100%. We just didn't click the right one. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right. Number three, Cool Runnings is based on a true story. True or false? True. True? Have you seen the movie? I haven't, actually. It's excellent. In year three, Is that the one about the bobsled? Yeah. Um, we yeah, yeah, I don't know if you guys know Tournament of the Minds. I know you do, but um, it's basically it, yeah. like, gosh, I was, what, like nine when I did it, so I don't remember all that much about it. But you plan like a project and you act out a scene and it's kind of like a mental challenge day. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty close. And Good we enough. acted out cool runnings and the kids in my group wanted to do Armageddon, but we were also like nine mm. and our parents were like, no, no, mm. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. So yeah, it was. It's well, a loose retelling of the story, but um, the part about Jamaica debuting a national bobsled team 
is true. Yes. Which it's really funny and interesting and just kind of crazy. Mm. Unadjusted for inflation, Avatar is the highest grossing movie of all time. That's false. It is now. But what do you mean? Didn't um the that um didn't Endgame beat it? Yeah, so it is now. But when was this quiz made? Hmm. What do you mean it is now? Yeah, I mean it isn't now. now. It isn't now. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it this is now made... that the movie's been released. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was 2018, so Endgame wasn't out, so it might be true. Yeah, but also inflation. But we think it's... No, unadjusted for inflation. Okay. So, I like, that's true. purely by the number. Yeah. Which means it's not going to be beaten by any film from previous years. Yeah. A true? True. True. Yeah, it is. But okay. it's not actually now. Yeah. Um, Fact check. We know our stuff. We do. Do we? <laughs> BuzzFeed doesn't slip anything by us. <laughs> Interestingly, at the time this article was written, James Cameron had directed the two highest grossing films of all time. Both of them. Really? Which is That's good cool. on him. Titanic and, and Avatar. Very cool. Very, very cool. Okay. The lion featured in MGM's production logo. You know, the big lion that goes... Mm-hmm. Wow. That one. You know, the, have you seen the is thing the, where it's just him strapped down on a board? I'm pretty sure it's fake, but it's funny. No. <laughs> it's just the line strapped, <laughs> I haven't seen like, it. over a board, and so and then yeah. it's roaring through, like, a circle. But. That's so funny. All right. So, question number five. Question five. The lion featured in MGM's production logo, demonstrated by Alana right now. Rawr. XD. Uh, I was about to say a beautiful rendition and then you said that. Now I hate you. <laughs> is the same lion that appears in The Wizard of Oz. True or false? I feel like they had a lot of false. lions back then. Yeah. So false. I don't... I feel like they had enough lions to have two different lions. Yeah. One for the MGM and one for the... I think it's false. Yeah, it's false. Nice. Does it have any... Also, wasn't the lion in... Wasn't the lion in The Wizard of Oz predominantly just a guy in a lion suit? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm. So I don't think that... Yeah. It was... But the lion suit was made out of real lion fur, so maybe it, it was. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> Post-mortem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, there have been multiple different lions used in the MGM intro, number one, so that's partly yeah, why it's that. false. And then also... No real lion ever appears in The Wizard of Oz. Okay. So we were Which correct on we both had accounts. We both, both aspects. Yep. That's made up for the first okay. two. So I think we've got 100% yeah. so far. I think we have. Mm-hmm. No one needs to fact check that or listen to the start again. 100%. We're on 100%. 100%. Number six. If Sophie's choice was... <laughs> yep, if you've continue. just joined us now, hey Siri just we're turned on. We're on 100%. Lol. But um, even though I didn't say hey Siri... Creepy phones. Um, anyway, mm. if you've just joined us now, keep watching from here. Don't go back to when we may or may not have made any mistakes. We, have we didn't 100%. make any. We're hundred percent. Take believe our word us. for it. You can believe us. <laughs> We're the magical people on the podcast. 
the disembodied voices. We're being projected through our headphones or your car speakers right now. Yeah. If we can do that, how could we not know a few simple facts about a movie? Mm. You know? You can do that too with a couple of AC magnets and a, I mean, with an AC car and a couple of magnets and a sheet. Like your own speaker. That's... There that. you go. <laughs> People are definitely going to do that. In case you were listening to this episode titled Movie Review. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad we discussed speaker. that title before it's released. Not just came up with it on the... Well, sp- I, I don't, I don't want to... I don't know if the title's going to have the movie name in it or not. Yeah. We'll and I don't want to say decide. the movie name until... Why don't we go through the so whole episode and not say the movie name once? So it's no spoilers because people don't know what movie it is. <laughs> I do have a spoiler-free segment at the start. If people... Okay. Because genuinely, it's a movie that I think you should watch if you haven't before you listen to this. Yeah. Or listen to this and then watch it and maybe you'll have some more insight your first time. Or listen it. to like a quarter of this and then find out the name and then go watch it and then go listen to the rest of it. Do whatever. You know what? The world is your oyster. <laughs> do what you want. All right, number six. Sophie's Choice was Meryl Streep's first ever movie role. That has to be false. Yeah, I believe Meryl Streep's like 150. <laughs> false. Yep. Yeah, Meryl Streep made her silver screen debut in the 1977 movie, Julia. Cool. The story of two women whose friendship suddenly became a matter of life and death. Were they both called Julia? It's possible. I haven't seen the the movie, but let's just say yes, because it would be more entertaining that way. Excellent. Oh, have you, talking about Wizard of Oz two minutes ago, um, (laughs) have you... Wow, you're you're lightning fast today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have you um, read those creepy Wizard of Oz facts? The ones about the... All of them? Well, the debunked ones about the hanging munchkin. No. And stuff like that. Stuff like that, but I'm going to read some to you. Wizard... I can speak okay. spell. Oz. You can speak spell? I can spell and speak. Where did you learn such a skill? In the crib. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. 18 wonderful and not so wonderful facts about the Wizard of Oz. Hit hit me. Hit me with those facts. Hit me with your best fact. Um, More so than the braids, the toy Toto, or even the blue and white gingham dress, those sparkly red ruby shoes, that's not what it says, it says ruby red shoes, are the key to any Dorothy Gale costume. But... This important image didn't actually come from the author, and instead from the screenwriter. In the series, her shoes are made from silver. However, um, they changed it to red in the Technicolor world because it would show up better against the yellow brick. There you go. Yes. Or maybe it's a conspiracy that Big Red is trying to sell more red shoes. Big Red, Mm mm-hmm. Big Red. Okay. Getting Dorothy home to Kansas was an easier feat than maintaining a director for The Wizard of Oz. Um, there's four directors for The Wizard of Oz. 
There was wow. the, Richard Thorpe was fired after less than two weeks. George Cooker was brought in next, but he was summoned away to go and work on, of all projects, Gone with the Wind. Then Fleming stepped wow. in until he was called That's over funny. to assist with Gone with the Wind, and then King Vitter was hired to complete the movie. King? Also, That's I just put it. I'm just eating a chocolate Easter egg right now, so I found a different. King? I'm just eating a chocolate. That's my Your name King. Um. Oh, yeah. The guy who played the Scarecrow crow was initially cast, cast, that was weird, cast as the Tin Man and then had a hissy fit. And then they <laughs> were like, okay. And then, That's oh funny. yeah, the original Tin Man had to be replaced after suffering a severe allergic reaction to the aluminium powder makeup. Surely you'd think in a job interview or a casting call for someone playing the Tin Man, they'd be like, any, any allergies? To aluminium, maybe? <laughs> and he'd probably just go, nah, I'm fine. <laughs> and just on set the right. first, second they day, like just red. Sp- just, yeah, they just won't as, notice as me swollen as up. the suit. Like he fills up the suit now rather than being like a skinny little thing inside it. And they can't get it off. And they're like, what's going on? He's like, oh, I might, might have eaten a peanut this morning or something. <laughs> So, the Wicked Witch of the West suffered burns from her makeup. Basically, a flame went off, and then because her makeup was flammable, she lit on fire. Are you sure she didn't just get some water splashed on her face? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, but... You never know. She was a witch. Oh, wow. Apparently, also, she was meant she was to be... Apparently, she was meant to be a bouncy, blonde Dorothy. Oh really? It's wild. I feel like the the contrast of her and, and Glinda is good though. Mm-hmm. I like agree. The brunette. He decided he wanted girl. her to actually be a girl from Kansas. Instead of like yeah, a Hollywood. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of the main actors played two roles. So a Kansas character and then the counterpart. Oh no way. Oh, I didn't oh, realise that people in her life were mirrored in the Wizard of Oz. Mm, yeah. I mean, I probably did know that, actually. I just hadn't thought about it. Mm. Okay. It's a boring fact. Oh, apparently there, were, there was one in 1910. That's cool, called The Wonderful Wizard in Oz, and it's a 13-minute silent film, and it's very creepy. How can it be a Wizard of Oz film without... We're off to see the wizard. Wonderful wizard of Oz. It's just... I'm just mouthing the words, by the way. Yeah, we're both mouthing. If you're listening, we just mouth the words. We're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. (laughs) So if you want to mouth along with us, you can really simulate the silent movie experience. (laughs) Toto the dog made more money than the munchkin actors. As he should have. The dog got paid $125 a week, and the munchkins were paid $50 a week. I don't even get paid that much now. I <laughs> know. That was in, like, the 19-whatevers. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. Apparently, The Wizard of Oz was supposed to be a cure for war nerves. Like oh, so life. basically, if people worried about the war overseas, they're like, go watch Wizard of Oz. Oh, that's interesting. Aw, rip. The 
scene, if I only had a brain, used to be really long. Hmm. Yeah. Why rip? It was extremely <laughs> that trippy. That seemed like a half-formed fact. It really wasn't. It was extremely trippy and gave the scarecrow the inexplicable ability to fly. Wow. Oh, because yeah. if the scarecrow could fly, then why didn't he go one-on-one -on -one with the Wicked Witch? But then they deleted mm. it. Fair enough. Margaret Hamilton used to sneak into Billy Burke's dressing room. <gasps> Goodness. Oh, no, Billy Burke, this is Glinda the Good Witch. Why is that a fact? I don't know. You're, what? This is your list. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, these aren't the facts I was looking for. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you read them out anyway. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay. Continue uh, with the okay. quiz. Okay. I will. What are we up to? Seven? And what's our, what's our rate of success? 100%, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. It's always 100%. Superman no made... Yeah. Superman made his first movie appearance in the 1940s. True or false? Uh, true. True? True. 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 I agree. It is true. Good Excellent. job. Thank you. The first movie to feature the Man of Steel was the eponymously titled Superman, released in 1948. There you go. Mm. I thought <laughs> that was another was fact, and I was like, that sounds true. It sounds just like that last fact. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was another fact, but it's not a fact that you have to respond to. It's mm. just a fact. Straight facts being spit by Nick. Nick spits straight facts. New title of this segment. Straight it's fact it's number one. You should drink some water. Water's good for you. I wish I had some water. Or if... You've been silly and left your tea out, cold, begging to be drunk. Right now is a good chance to not forget about that tea mm -hmm. and go have a sip. Excellent. Or the whole thing. Don't forget your tea and don't forget to drink water. <laughs> okay, fact number eight. We're at seven out of seven right now by our measurement scale. Mm -hmm. Number eight. During its original release, the movie E.T., The Extraterrestrial, had a runtime of over four hours. And if there isn't a movie, if there's one movie I want to see, it's a four-hour-long E.T. Yeah, it's just... I think it's, it's false. Just I, I think it would have been like three. Coming together and getting closer and closer and closer and closer for four hours. And then for at the four end, hours. Like, E.T. Like phone home. <laughs> just like that, except four hours long. Oh, this will be four hours long. Oh, excellent. Okay. And that if you're listening, I'm currently moving my fingers together. <laughs> They're coming. They're getting closer. Close, close, close. Stay tuned to see what happens next week. Be like a <laughs> They'll still thing. be approaching. <laughs> They're probably about here next time. All right. We're going to say false, I believe, right? What was the fact? E.T. had an originally oh, had yeah. a, the original false. cut had a runtime of over. False? Yeah. Just under two hours. Hmm. Always. Interesting. Although, a four-hour ET. Mm. Gimme. Yum. I mean, you could just watch it twice. Yeah. Twice and a little bit. Or watch it once, half speed. <laughs> nice. E.T. 
Home. I'm glad we have that same. <laughs> yeah, exactly the same idea. Yeah. That's just the fool's way, right? It is. Great. All right. Think alike. And the second part of that saying. Hundred <laughs> percent. After question eight, question nine, Mary Poppins question. We've seen Mary Poppins. We've seen the musical. Have you seen the musical? We both I have, have right? not. My I've seen the musical twice, so that's... The musical, but if you then. average across both of us, we've seen it once each. Coronavirus. Yeah. We yeah. Were gonna, that's really sad. It is. Anyway, Mary Poppins features the first use of a swear word in a Hollywood movie. <laughs> Eat your sugar. I don't know why. Yeah, I Mary Poppins just, Mary Poppins just... just just comes down like an umbre- on the umbrella and just falls off the roof and just like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I always <laughs> <sense of laughs> breaks her arm and the kids are like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> yeah, no, she's just like perfectly goody goody, and then one of the kids like falls down the stairs. And she's like, "Oh god, fucking damn it!" <laughs> god, fuck you, so useless little shit. Yeah, um, I don't think it's true, but I feel like it's probably one of the first. Does she swear on it? Not Mary Poppins, but I think Bert does, right? Does he? He probably says crap or something. Ah. Uh, I'm saying know. false. Okay, we'll say false as a team. That sounds good. It's false. Yay, high five team. And then I'll add the sound. Nice. Excellent. Alright. Ooh, I like this next one. Also, 100% after nine questions. Nine? Nine? I think we're at nine. Mm-hmm. So this is ten. Yes? I don't know. Sounds good. It's a number. I'm going to check. One, two, three, <laughs> four, <laughs> this five. This is the most boring segment on Earth. Seven, it's just you counting. Eight, nine. 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 So this will be ten. Excellent. As I said, as I previously stated... <laughs> In my last email. Thank you so much. We could have just You're said one hundred percent. I'm just trying to keep it factually accurate. I don't want to. I don't want people to be like. Yeah, just people nine, roasting us eight. in the comments. Like, they said it was ten, and it was I'm nine. I'm smarter than them, and I can replay the video as many times as I want to check. And they're doing it live without any any chance to go back and edit stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how we feel. That's how, that's what we think of you. Mm. Please comment that. You listening below, right now? Just to get. I'm kidding. I love you. <laughs> I love you, people listening. Yes. Don't hate me. All right, number ten. Tom Hanks, who we love. Yes. Speaks less than two hundred words in Toy Story two. True or false? Toy Story two. What happens in that one? Is that the one with the garbage dump? Is that one where? Is that the one where Buzz turns Spanish? Oh yeah, that's funny. I don't know. Is that the I like that bit. It could be, but I like that bit a lot. Me too. That was really funny. Spanish buzz, and then he woos um, buzz, uh, Woody's girlfriend, whatever her name is. Jessie. That's the one. Yeah. I feel like that's <laughs> three. It could be. So what happens in two? I don't remember. No, three, they go on to like a trip to a house, don't they? They get left behind. Isn't three the one with? Isn't three the one with Lotso? No, the scary I thought that purple was two. bear. 
No, that's three. I that's think the masterpiece. That is. That's the scariest movie I've mm. ever seen. That bit in the, in the in the recycling plant is like, an, a an, a masterclass in cinema. Yeah. It's amazing. I love that bit. Me too. Alright, we're gonna say false, right? Um, yeah. False. Although it probably is true. Nah, I reckon Woody's a drab mouth. Yeah, false. Yeah. Yeah, and then it says there are multiple standalone scenes where Woody has more than two hundred words of dialogue. Well. <laughs> um. How many questions are there in this? Only two more. Okay, so this is number 11 now. I'm keeping very good track. Good job. Um, there have been over 10 movies released in the Friday the 13th franchise. I believe this to be true. I, However, I reckon I'm that's open true. Through. I don't you know, know why. True. Just an it is true. There have been 12. Wow. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. With the first, first of which hit cinemas back in 1980. There you go. That's that's a lot of movies for one franchise. Yes. All right. Final question. Last question. It all rides on this. Our hundred. Our perfect record. Why don't you say false? I say true, one. and then we're hundred percent. No that matter way we're what. covered. Genius. You're so <laughs> smart. All right. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was the first full-length animated movie released by Disney. No way. Say true though. <laughs> um. Yeah. All right. I will, and not because he told me to. What would you like me to press? Press. False. I'm gonna press false. Okay. But you should try. You should tell me that true is the right answer, so we have a hundred percent record. True. True is true. It's true. Yay! Hundred percent. We did it. Good no job. cheating. <laughs> no cheating whatsoever. Excellent. It was released in 1937. That's amazing. Would you like some more exciting Wizard of Oz facts now or after your segment? I'm excited for my segment. That's true. And, and I also, think the people, we've kept the people we've kept the people waiting long enough. Yes. They're about to be enthralled by my cinematic expertise. Wow. I'm enthralled. They're not really, but I have a very exciting movie to talk about and it's one of my favorite movies ever okay. and who knows maybe you'll enjoy me talking about it too so <laughs> i was just about to say you remember that game we were just playing it was about movies you know what else is a movie <laughs> <laughs> and then act like i was really clever with my transition <laughs> but you need to lift your games I... my transitions have been flawless I know, but my game was so closely related that a transition seems stupid and forced. I might as well just go talk about it, and it's like we're still in the game. Snow True or White false? Was White. One of Nick's favorite movies of all time is It's Such a Beautiful Day by Don Hertzfeld. Yes. True or false? True. True. And that's the movie I'm gonna be. We're gonna be talking about. It's such We've a beautiful day. We've watched it together. Day. It is such a beautiful day. Bon it night. was. Now, before we talk about the movie, we'll talk about Don Hertzfeld a little bit, because the man is a genius. I love him. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, he studied film uh, in California, <laughs> UC Santa Barbara. <laughs> studied film there. At uni, he produced four movies, all animated. He's, he's um, 
basically, if you don't know, he's an animator, and he does a lot of independent, he does all his own stuff, he kind of produces all his own things, um, distributes it under his own brand called Bitter Films. Um, yeah, so, he's an incredibly influential person in the world of animation, um, he's been a, a pretty big influence on a lot I'm sure anyone listening to this has heard of Adult Swim and knows the shows that are on there. Rick and Morty um, would be the big one. Final Space is another one. Family Guy, they're all on there. Um, Hertzfeld has been credited as being one of... um, as a big influence on Adult Swim's brand of animated comedy. Um, Comedy Central has said about him that he has influenced an entire generation of filmmakers. And... um, In 2012, which is the year that this movie was released, Hertzfeld was ranked number 16 in animation industry and historian survey of the top 100 most influential people in animation of all time, which is pretty crazy, Um, considering that he does everything basically as a a solo project. Um, So yeah, this movie is called It's Such a Beautiful Day. It's 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 an edit together of three short films that he had previously made all into one feature film. Mm. It was released in 2012 in the autumn, um, and the three chapters that are edited together are Everything Will Be Okay is the title of the first one. It was it was originally released in 2006 uh, to very, very positive critical acclaim. Then the second part is I Am So Proud of You, which was released in 2008. And the third part, titled as the feature film is It's Such a Beautiful Day, released originally in 2011 and then re-released with the other two as a, as a feature film in 2012. Um, and basically, it's an animated film following a stick figure called Bill. Uh, and I don't think I'm understating it when I say that it's simplistically animated to the extreme. Mm, is a stick It is... It's a stick... stick Bill is a stick figure with a top hat, is what he is. And you learn... You learn to love Bill Mm -hmm. um, and his top hat. And it's it's amazing to me how well he he identifies Bill and manages to keep him being unique throughout all these stick figure characters. Um, With just his top hat and his... And his narration and... and yeah. Yeah. So, we'll start spoiler free, just for anyone... If you haven't seen the movie and you have some free time, or you want a movie to watch, go out and watch it. It's called It's Such a Beautiful Day. You can get it on Vimeo um, for not very much, considering what, you're, what you'll experience by watching it. It's about 10 bucks. It's worth every cent. I would recommend buying it, keeping it, owning it. Um, a lot of movies I'd, I'm okay with pirating, but this one, it's kind of like, for me at least, I feel like he he was the only one. By the way, there's only one person credited with this movie. There's no cast, there's no director, there's no, it's just him. Mm-hmm. He, Except for one female voice actor, because he doesn't have a female voice. But he would have done it if he could. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bill's girlfriend. <laughs> so he, he, he didn't... He, yeah, so he animated, he did the voiceover, he did all the editing... He did not compose the music, however, most of it is classical um, scores from things like the Moldau and. Um, He's got what else is there? Rachmaninoff's Bells in Moscow in there. Rachmaninoff's in there as well. Yeah, Bells in Moscow. Yeah. 
if you so don't it's know a very, that song, very well... you do. It's Donna, Donna, no, no, no. Alana will now perform in full no. the Bells of Moscow. No. Do you want me to continue? So, please. Um, yeah, so <laughs> the Bells of Moscow. Um, the <laughs> Maybe we'll rename this podcast to just Alana Sings Bells of Moscow. <laughs> I'd listen to it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people would. I like that. I like playing that piece. I play piano. And mm. it's fun to play it because it's dramatic and it takes you a while to get the notes if you're sight reading. Mm. And you just pretend it's all mm. drama. You just act yeah, like you're yeah. really intent, and yeah. then you get the note. <laughs> mm, yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll start spoiler-free. And this is not going to be very long, because spoiler-free, I'm trying to keep it as little information as I can. But basically, it's a movie, we follow a stick figure called Bill, who has a top hat. Um, and it's an incredibly profound, for me at least, exploration into... Um, I, it's, it's cliche to say life, but life and time and, um, the, the finite nature of time and the fact that relationships and everything we do is, is based on predominantly the fact that we don't have infinite time. Would that be a fair description? Yeah. Yeah. That there's and a very memory. very existential aspect to it. A lot. And yeah. memory and, and and also a strikingly um what's the word? A strikingly obvious and um overt reference to genetics and yeah. to the role that like family has in things like illness and mental illness and and um and heritability of, of, of different types of illness. Um, it's only an hour long, the movie. The three parts are about 20 minutes each. Um, so it's not, and I wouldn't say it's the, the easiest to watch movie of all time by any stretch of the imagination. It's not a easy watching comedy. It's a dark, um, but delightfully, um, it's like naive, almost. charming. Yeah, it's almost naive. It's charming. It's like it's whimsical. It's um, it's one it's of those beautiful. things. That it's such a beautiful, really, really like just kind of happy and like nonchalant. Hmm. But then, like if you think about it, it starts to get really deep and sad. But it's all kind hmm. of behind a facade of like playfulness. Mm, absolutely and i think he captures that kind of that yeah disconnect between being terrified of time and that and then just like the kind of the way that he portrays it in like a whimsical way is really really great i think mm-hmm. yeah so if you're into if you're into philosophical movies that are accessible easy to watch and don't go for that long it's one of the best movies you'll ever watch if you go into it, that's what you want, then you won't be disappointed, I guarantee. If you go into it expecting similar styles to his other movies, which are a lot more um, 
comedic and funny, then maybe lower, or well, don't lower, maybe change your expectations. But genuinely one of the best movies I've ever seen, in my top three for sure. And it's, it's amazing, like, if I can describe screen to you, the scenes, screens, whatever, um, it's just, like, mm. one character most of the time, this one stick figure with, one like, figure, on yeah. a, like, blank piece of paper. It's made to look like it's on a paper with, mm. like, one, like, Little, yeah. superimposed prop. So maybe the paper will rip or mm. something like that. Or there'll but it's be, very... like, a, like, a plane going overhead. Yeah. But it's all hand-drawn, and then it gets mixed in with... I believe the first shot in the movie is actually a real life um, image. It gets it gets the the line between animation and real life becomes a bit blurred towards the end of the movie. Yeah, he he puts in a lot of shots of real like the world and and, and it's very black and style. white at the beginning and then it gets mm. more colorful and more. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that's the spoiler free version. If you're mm-hmm. considering uh, watching it, definitely stop watching now. Um, stop listening. Go and watch it and then come back. That being we'll said, the spoilers, you'll still enjoy it. Even if you You'll know. still enjoy it even with spoilers. And you might even have a, a, a more profound or a more in-depth uh, viewing. Yeah. But I would recommend watching it first, then listening, yeah. and then watching it again. Okay. Anyway, so, spoilers ahead. So, we start the movie, we're following Bill. And Bill is a, is a man, he's... We don't know his age, but we'd say probably 30s, 40s. Yeah. At the start of the movie. Middle aged, maybe. He lives by himself. Um, it's It starts... The movie starts very, very charming and very... Um, the, there's a there's a scene at the very start of the movie which, when I first watched it, I didn't know anything about it when I first went into it. Um, and this scene in particular just kind of drew me in and... From, from the moment that I saw this scene, I knew I'm going to enjoy the rest of this movie. And basically what it is, um, is, a, is Bill just walking down the street. And um, it's just a simple animated stick figure walking along this hand-drawn pavement, just walking slowly across the screen. And then we see, we see another guy, another stick figure coming, approaching him from the other direction. And there's this narration within Bill's head of um, the anxiety and the the doubt that comes with someone, you know, walking up to you and you thinking, should I smile? Should I say hi? What should I do? Like, uh, am I going to be stupid if I smile, if I say hi? And, um... Very accessible today with that, you know, that meme and it's like white white people when they see someone on the street and it's just like half smile. It just looks... Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so he captures this, this awkward interaction and where kind of neither of the, the two people know whether to acknowledge each other. And then they both kind of leave it too late until one blurts out some nonsense words and then they just walk past each other trying to ignore and forget about the awkward interaction that just occurred. <laughs> and I thought that was beautiful. I thought it was so, so, so funny and so great. And I, yeah, that that's the scene where I was like, okay, this is a good movie. And it only got better from there. So the movie starts, like I said, kind of playful, kind of just following a guy living his life. He hates... He goes to the grocery store and he hates it when people stand with their crotches close to the produce because it makes the, the, the fruit all dirty. It's just, it just all seems normal and like an irregular kind of guy with these little irks and and, and worries about life. Um, but we're soon after worry. brought along... Yeah, it is. <laughs> we're soon um, 
kind of caught up in his world and his and and the discovery that Bill is um, suffering from a pretty severe illness, um, and we we kind of follow his consciousness almost falling apart and his mind just his psyche kind of just shattering and and him trying to come to grips with the memories that he has and whether they're real and what's happening with his life and 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 whether he's lived a good life and whether you know whether he should be worried about death and all this other stuff um so there's a lot of flashbacks of his childhood and his family history and we get shown that he was raised by a single mother who was trying her very very best to um to raise him as well as she could and there's this really charming scene where she 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 would write him notes in his lunchbox for school and and they said i am so proud of you and um and bill found a little box of her stuff and one of the one of the things in the box was just a, a notepad with her practicing her handwriting of i am so proud of you so that he'd be happy with his notes that he got sent to school with and it was really beautiful and and really cute um but we're also shown that his mother had some pretty serious problems with mental illness and as what seems like schizophrenia or some sort of psychosis it could have been the same thing bill had we think um we find out we don't find out exactly what bill has but from what I've seen and what I've read, it was a brain tumor of some sort. Well, that's what people seem to agree on. That the symptoms, you know, the hallucinations and the, the false memories and the, you know, all the, the collapsing and the memory loss is all kind of symptomatic of that. Um, and so, yeah, in his flashbacks of his childhood, we see this really cute stuff with his mum, but we also see his mum struggling and not doing the right thing even though she was trying and then seeing her his mother's mother um went crazy and and kept severed cat's heads and and would rub them on herself as a as a like a a cure for something and then there's a lot of um allusion allusion with an a reference if you like to um his other family members and possibility that they died um, by taking their own life rather than the illnesses that they um, their family seems to have a lot of. So there's there's a motif that runs through it, which is um, that his relatives, his older relatives, his grandma, his uncles, died by getting hit by a train. But um, it seems that that might be a reference to suicide um, of them. And so, I, it, yeah, like I said... It starts really light-hearted, but it gets kind of deep and kind of serious. Um, and throughout it, there's this, there's this knowledge and this awareness that Bill is terrified of death, that he's, you know, he, he, he's so scared of it and he hates the thought of it and he's, he's terrified that he might be dying, but he also doesn't know what's happening. And there's, like, throughout the movie also... The narration um, is Bill's first-person monologue within his head. And so whenever Bill collapses or goes on anesthesia for surgery or whatever, the narration stops. I don't know if you noticed that when you watched it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And there's this beautiful quote towards the end. Not towards the end. Maybe, like, mid, a bit more than midway through. Um, when Bill's lying on his deathbed, basically. Um... And the quote is, the next thing you know, you're looking back instead of forward. 
and now, at the climax of all those years of worry, sleepless nights and denials, Bill finally finds himself staring his death in the face, surrounded by people he no longer recognises and feels no closer attachment to than the thousands of relatives who'd come before. And as the sun continues to set, he finally comes to realise the dumb irony in how he had been waiting for this moment his entire life, this stupid, awkward moment of death that had invaded and distracted so many days with stress and wasted time. If only he could travel back and impart some wisdom to his younger self. If only he could tell at least the young people in the room. He lifts an arm as if he's about to speak, but inexplicably says, it smells like dust and moonlight. Mm. So, yeah, that culmination up when he's on his deathbed and it's just him looking back and he's kind of like, this, I've spent so long thinking about this and being terrified of it, now it's happening. Look how stupid, I don't even know who these people in the room are. You know, I don't even remember them. How dumb is this? Um, and then after that, Bill, in, in what can only be described as a stretch of reality, <laughs> um, Bill dies, but the movie continues and Bill becomes immortal. And his head detaches from his body and he floats through space and he becomes this immortal being that never dies. And, um, and basically, the, the, the great thing about this movie, which I didn't get on the first watch, I just thought at the first time, oh, it's just kind of like this abstract nonsense kind of Bill lives forever. Whoop-de-doo, you know. He just floats through space and then, you know, outlives the sun and all this other stuff. Um... But the, the message of the movie is basically, um, with the the fact, the reason that the world, the life, that it's such a beautiful day, right? The reason that beauty exists is because we don't live forever, and um, that there's beauty in everything, and the fact that we don't experience it forever is what makes it so special and so beautiful. Um, and so, the the quote, there's a quote from when when Bill becomes immortal and it's it's this he'll spend hundreds of years traveling the world learning all there is to know he will learn every language he will read every book he will know every land he will spend thousands of years creating stunning works of art he will learn to meditate to control all pain as wars will be fought and great loves found and lost and found lost and found and found and found and memories built upon memories until life runs on an endless loop. And so it's basically saying a being, which in this case is Bill, that lives forever, doesn't experience beauty, right? The beauty is in the fact that it doesn't last forever. And so this guy who's living forever, he's experiencing all this stuff endlessly on a loop, is never going to stop. So what's special about it, you know? And it's kind of looking at what really living forever would kind of be hopeless and it would kind of be almost not as beautiful as as what we have now um and so really predominantly the movie at the end shifts from being about bill and about bill's life to being about us and that the message that maybe we're worrying a bit too much about you know the future of death or worrying about what's going to happen soon when we should just be paying a bit more attention to how beautiful and how amazing you know every moment can be or it is 
if you if you look in the right spots. Hmm. And um, there's a particular quote which I will leave you with as the last segment of my movie. Uh, Nick talks about a movie that he really likes <laughs> segment. And um, that is, it's kind of a really nice day. And if you've seen the movie, you'll understand why that's a special quote. And um, if you haven't seen the movie, go and watch it. And then come back and remember that quote. And you'll understand what I'm talking about. So, yeah. That's that's my... <laughs> that's Nick talking about a movie for <laughs> however long. I don't know how long I talked about it for. I hope I didn't go too long. But yeah, um, it's a beautiful movie. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. And it's... Yeah, if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, do it. Buy it. Watch it. Own it. Watch it every few months. <laughs> you won't regret it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's an incredible movie. So I it highly is. recommend going to watch it. Absolutely. And now we break the sadness and the tension. The sadness. With the more melancholy. sadness and tension. As I <laughs> talk about The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Except this time it's oh, the good Can facts. I just add one more thing? Yeah. Okay, no Sorry. Um, to tack on to the end of my long sorry. <laughs> to tack on to the end. Um, I keep harping on about how amazing the movie is and how great it is and how you should see it. In 2012, the LA Film Critics Association named it runner-up for Best Animated Feature Film of the Year. And somehow, with each passing year, it's become more popular with critics. Uh, so in 2013, it became number three on Time Out London's list of the 10 best films of 2013 and number four on the London Film Review's list of the same. In 2014, Time's Out, Time Out New York ranked it as number 16 on its list of the 100 best animated movies ever made. And in 2016, the film, critic, the film stage ranked the film number one on their list of the 50, 50 best animated films of the 21st century. Yeah. Number one. Well, I would agree with that too. <laughs> it's it's something else. It really is. Yeah. And um. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie so much. <laughs> it is. If you'd like a more in-depth synopsis of the movie, let us know. Mm-hmm. I'll do two hours on it. Yeah. It's a one-hour movie. Or, I'll talk or about watch it. For two it yeah. Hours. I was gonna say, or watch the movie. <laughs> Watch the movie watch first, the movie. and then we can have a discussion about it. We can. That would be fun. That would be fun. All right. So, most of the actors who played Munchkins had fled. This is this is Wizard of Oz, by the way. This is not. No. Yes. It's this is. Day. And yeah, then we go you. on to my game, which is um, guess the Ooh, sound. Closing game. Which will be fun. <laughs> that sounds fun. I hope I can hear it. Yeah. It's so much different when we're in different rooms. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah, many of the munchkins had fled to the US from Germany to escape the Nazis, and most of them didn't speak English, so their voices were dubbed in the film. This is... Do you mean the actors for the munchkins? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Interesting. This is um, pretty commonly known, but... Um, mm. Dorothy and the Cowardly Lion fall asleep in a poppy field where it begins to snow. And the snow was actually mm. 
asbestos, mm. even though they knew that it was potentially health hazard. This is excellent. This is such mm-hmm. a lie. I've read this quote before and it was very different. This fact. Anyway, so the coloured horse is actually a jello tint on the horse's coat. And yes, it is totally safe for the animals, as it said here. But in those days, gelatin was made out of horse hooves. And you can see throughout the film, the horse licking itself. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yum. Yeah. Um, like me licking my fingernails. <laughs> made out of human, human skin. Um, Yum. So, yeah, as I said, the cowardly lion's costume was real lion skin and it weighed 100 pounds. Which in kilos is... Less than I'm that. I'm ready for you to answer that. <laughs> Helpful. Oh, that's a stupid fact. It just said the twister wasn't actually a twister and described how you make it. Of course it wasn't actually a twister. The lion's costume is 45 kilograms. Wow. That's very heavy. It is. Oh, the dog playing Toto was stepped on during shooting and had to be replaced for a doggy double for two weeks Aww. of filming while um, she recovered from her injuries. That's so sad. Aww. I'm glad she got to recover, though. Me too. That's cute. Um, the famous rumor that the swinging shadow in the background of one scene was really an actor committing suicide is false. Yeah. It's a large bird stretching its wings. People weren't even saying it was an actor. They were just saying it was a thing put in the movie as like munchkin lore, that the munchkins are depressed and they want to kill themselves. Oh, wow. That's the rumor that I heard, that there was like the munchkins, not the actors, but the munchkins themselves were like, Mm. you know. They they were in this perfect world with Glinda the Good Witch, but they really just hated themselves. That's interesting. Yeah, that's the one that I heard. Wow, the white on the dress worn by Dorothy was actually pale pink because it showed up better as white in Technicolor. Interesting. Maybe the bright red shoes were actually green. They just showed up as red. (laughs) Maybe Dorothy's black. (laughs) Mmm. Um, while this, yeah, okay. Um, while filming the scene where Dorothy slaps the line, Garland couldn't stop giggling, so director Fleming took her outside and slapped her, and then she did the scene. I would, I would expect she would. Yeah. When the Tin Man cried, his tears were actually made from chocolate sauce. Yum. Except the paint was Mm. poisonous, so maybe not. Um... Oh. Over the Rainbow was also, was yeah. thought to be too long and they nearly cut it from the movie. Can you imagine? Mm. That's like <clears throat> Imagine yeah, wow. That's 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 kind of crazy. Um the author named invented the name Oz when looking at an alphabetical filing cabinet na- labeled O to Z. That's so disappointing. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> of a fact, like, it's like this mystical land called Oz, and it's just like, oh, I saw a filing cabinet. <laughs> it's an O to Z. Yeah. Okay, so now we have our game. I'm surprised it wasn't called Ag. Ag? Yeah, me too. Like, A to G, because you think that would be the first one that he saw. Yeah. Maybe he went Ag, nah. Go, nah. 
Oz. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, this game. Right. Are we guessing sounds? Guess the sound. Okay, this might be hard for you to hear if you're listening. Can you hear it? No. You can't. It sounds like someone whistling. It was. Bowling pins. Yeah. I agree. It's kind of bad sound quality. For me, and probably for everyone listening. If you're if you're listening and not watching, she's holding her phone up to it. I can't hear you at all. All I can hear is this toilet flushing. What? Oh, I said for anyone listening at home who can't hear the sound, it's or or see the video. It's her holding her phone up to her ear. Yeah, it really is. With her microphone. Yeah. And it's not working great. Okay. Well. That concludes that but segment. We can, we can. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on mess. this. Keep, keep going, keep going. We'll figure it out. Okay. Maybe that can be an, a fun element to the game. Guess that sound played through a horrendous speaker. What did you hear? That was very loud. Like that was shockingly loud. This is not working. <laughs> and this is the like segment the sound we call. a better format. This is the for, segment um, when we're in person. Yeah, this is a segment following the segment called Nick describes a movie that he likes called Alana tries and attempts a game to play a game, but it fails. But it fails. Mm-hmm. But we tried, and we it did. was a good idea for a game. Yeah, and we'll figure out one. And <gasps> the bowling pins worked really well too. I'll go around making the sounds. That sounds fun. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you actually going to? Absolutely. Not today, but next okay. time. Do I have to... Oh, okay, next time. Would yeah. you like me to do another quiz then? <laughs> I don't know where... It's... it's. We've gone on for over an hour. Oh, over an hour? Really? Mm-hmm. Was that my fault? No. I think it was our original quiz's fault and my terrible Wizard of Oz facts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, well, in that case, I hope you enjoyed. I feel like the most important part of this whole podcast was your noise game. Thank you. I'm glad people waited this long to hear that noise game. To hear that noise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I apologize to anyone <laughs> who listened to that last bit. <laughs> Goodbye. It'll be better next time, I promise. And see you later. And don't forget, it's such a beautiful day. Go and watch the movie. Go watch the movie.